What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Probably Off Topic. Today, we've got Today in History. We've got College Football Corner. We're going to review the Tiger Woods documentary, and we're going to talk about this NFL weekend. So let's get into it. I had some on my mind, so I, I got it off my, my chest. I went and got some work, got some work. Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? People don't forget. I think you got to earn respect. Just put misunderstood on my graves. Uh-huh. I heard that. I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Are you not entertained? Everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. I think I just said that. I speak of friends. Teammates, coaches, friends. The show had just begun. A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less fun. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart. Luke, we're back. What's up, folks? And I forgot to mention that what we're going to talk about, so we're just going to talk about it right now. James Harden got traded. I, I forgot to write it down on my little list of things we're going to talk about. It happened. Mm-hmm. It was not to the Sixers. And I don't know how you guys thought about it, but Thank I'm God. ecstatic we didn't give up our entire future just to get Yeah, definitely. Um, and I feel like things were getting a little hectic, stressed out around Philly's Twitter – or Philly, Philly Sports Twitter today. I think people were starting to think like this is about to happen. <laughs> yeah, and like the thing is, if you watched the game last night or two nights ago, it was frustrating to see Ben Simmons foul out and like not be able to put up big numbers against a or just even heat take team. Shots. That, yeah, it, yeah, it's a it's a continuing thing that it gets frustrating. But you did see Tyrese Maxey go out there, and he kind of showed that Ben Simmons is expendable. Like he can get go out there and get a bucket. He can go out there and dish the rock. Um, granted. He too, can, up, he too showed he can foul out. He too showed he can foul out, which, whatever, it's different for a rookie yeah. versus a guy who's been in the league. and Defensive player of the year. Yeah, candidate. defensive. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the Nets gave up four first-round picks, four pick swaps, which a lot of people are making a big deal about. But honestly, the Nets haven't drafted anyone in so fucking long because they did this with the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett thing. Like, this is just an ongoing process for the Nets. So I don't think it's that big a deal. I think they honestly made out by not having to throw in Dinwiddie and guys like that. Um, it was obviously a much bigger trade than I think people expected with Definitely. the Cavs throw and Indiana being involved. And then you throw that all in there. Yeah, I love Levert to Indiana. I love oh, – he's going to thrive there. I, I love Oladipo to the Rockets, not necessarily because of the fit, but just it allows them to have a guy with potential that's still young, but if he doesn't work out, they can dump him next year and they have all those picks to back it up with. Yeah. Um, um, Luke, what are you, how are you feeling about it? Would you have sold the future for James Harden? I I'm happy that he's just not a sixer to be completely honest. I it, to see what it took like all the moving pieces just to get him on the nets. I could just imagine what the Sixers would have had would have gone through just to get him on the roster. Yeah, I agree. Once the the stirring of Maxi being involved, I could definitely see the reluctance of the Sixers fan base just being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just got this guy. We're not going to give up something we don't even see the full potential in yet um so i agree I'm, I'm i'm fine with the move we have looked awesome when at full strength granted the heat game was not that sexy we won joel Embiid looked great but it would have been nice to put a guy like james hart next to joel Embiid, where he doesn't have to put 50 points up to beat a college roster um i think something that people aren't talking about is Kyrie's like not playing right now and the nets don't really have any answers from him i think i, I said this before he's their biggest it's not a big three yet. Like no, he's their problem. Say this is a big three yet until that dude. Shows and now he up came and out and said that he's like not happy with the decisions they've made in the last couple of days. He wasn't happy with the coach hiring, and now him and KD are distant. 
Well, that's your fault. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, that's your fault. All you need to do is show up, talk to the media a little bit, and talk about whatever you want, which we've been saying forever. No one is no one is forcing you to talk about basketball, Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell the other day was asked a question on, you know, the Zoom meetings about what happened at the Capitol, and he did exactly what Kyrie Irving should do, and he sent it right back to the seven white guys asking the question. He was like, actually, I want to make this a conversation and let's let's talk about it because that's something that no one's doing and that's what exactly what Kyrie wants He's to happen. He's such a fraud. He's a fraud. It's, it's annoying as shit. He wants, like, yeah. I hope that James Harden and Kevin Durant work out so well that they don't need Kyrie and they go ship him off and he can be miserable somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on away from the NBA, I do want to talk about something I saw today. Aaron Gordon had an idea of – basically bubbling up in the Bahamas and that would not saying that you couldn't do this in Disney like they did, but there's a way. The only complaint the players have about bubbling up is that they want to see their families. Obviously the bubble worked and like pretty flawlessly minus the fact they want to see their families. So Aaron Gordon came out and was like, why can't we do what the UFC did go to some Island or something and just be like everybody be excluded from everyone. Um, And I think that's a great idea. And it seems like something that would not be that hard. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of resorts that are empty as fuck right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the NBA has plenty of money to handle that situation. But it is a thought that, I mean, a player came up with it. So, obviously, I'm sure he's got some inkling of what the other guys in the locker room want to do. I think that's – Bahamas, that's though, different country. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that's that's up for debate. Yeah. But that was that was just what he said was the Bahamas. Because um, if you think back to Orlando, yeah, like, Aaron, no one was – Is that what you want? You want to, you want to go to the Bahamas? <laughs> yes. You just want a little vacation. But it is like an incentive. Like, okay, you guys are bubbled up. That does suck. But here you get to be with your family, and you're an exclusive You have a nice island. view. And you have a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get to go to the beach on your off days. Um, it's a thought. I don't know. Let's go into – before we get into the college football, which I'm sure we have plenty of things. You want to give us some history? Mm. Mm. Get his handy-dandy paper out. Say some more right there. Hey. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, okay. January 14th. It's officially, um, stop saying happy new year to people. It's it's been two weeks. It is, uh, just as miserable as the last year. (laughs) So far. Yeah. So far. (laughs) Um, so in 1960 on this day, the U S army appointed Elvis Presley to Sergeant Colonel or corporal. Which is just crazy he was any of these. Yeah, what? <laughs> I'd love to know the reason behind this. Uh, I don't know which is Corporal. Which. Corporal Sergeant. Sergeant, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, Colonel sounded too, like, way, way too old for that. Yeah, I think Colonels Colonel. are, like, a They're not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, what was? What did you say, Corporal? Corporal. Yeah, Sergeant. Sergeant. Sergeant, Sergeant, yeah. Elvis, Sergeant Elvis Presley. Presley. Okay, interesting. Oh, for one, yeah. <laughs> Don't know why that happened, but <clears throat> yeah, like, was he like a good? He probably showed up, sang a song at an army base, and they were like, "This guy's, this guy did it all he needs yeah, to do." Yeah, someone heard he could play guitar, and they were like, "If we rank him up to sergeant, he can, he'll come our way. <laughs> he'll probably and... do a show for us. Yeah, discounted price." And I wonder if he was forty-two when he died. Yeah, he had a rough on the rough toilet. On the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Because he ate banana, peanut butter, and bacon sandwiches. Just all the time. All the time. Four times a day. Yeah, I, I think, wouldn't mind dying on the toilet. 
Yeah, my happy place. <laughs> it's, it's a story. I would probably yeah. be calm. Yeah, like think about it. Everybody knows that. Like that's Elvis is the king of rock and yeah. the king of dying, dying on a toilet. <laughs> um. Okay. Ooh, we're gonna go back. We were just in this. We were just in 1960. We're gonna go back to 1954. Damn it! I'm out of order today. Um. Marilyn Monroe on this day in 1954. Marilyn Monroe married who? Joe DiMaggio. How long did this marriage last? Was it? Do you want to guess? No. You want some? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> three years, nine months, three months. Nine months. Three months. Fuck, dude. Damn. I know, right? That that was what like is the point. That was like a <laughs> yeah, literally. Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphrey's marriage. Yeah, like, how do you 50s. even? How did things change that quickly? I know, quickly. right? They were like. Joe DiMaggio was probably on top of the world too back then. And she wasn't. She, like, and then, and she worked. That's you know? what I'm saying. Like, no boom. Sense. And then three months. Yeah. I wonder what went wrong there. Who pulled, who pulled the, who signed the divorce papers first? That's my question. Okay. In 1993, on this day, David Letterman, his Tonight Show switched from networks. Did it go from CBS to NBC? NBC to CBS? Or Fox to NBC? Uh, CBS to NBC. A. A? Is that the Flip it. Flip it. C- NBC to CBS or Fox to NBC? Yeah. I have no fuck. I, uh, first one, second one, third. Not, I know it's not Fox. I know Fox had no involvement in that. So obviously it's one of the two. It's a pancake. It's a yeah. flip or a flop. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a coin flip in my head. Ding. B. Correct. <sighs> NBC. Yes. There we go. So that's what I do. I just come here. I go one for three. You don't know if I'm gonna miss the first one or the last one or the middle one. I'm just Hall of Fame baseball here. average. You say it all the time. That's all I do. All right. Excellent. Pat, uh not to put the pressure on you, but you want to talk about the national championship? Get sexy. College football corner time. So, Alabama won. Alabama won. Pretty convincingly. They're good. First still. half was fun to watch. There was, was a lot of points. Us over betters, it was fun. You knew at halftime that you were, like, safe. It was pretty sexy. Um, no one showed me love on Twitter. It's okay. <laughs> Yo, yeah. <laughs> I Pat's thought it was gift funny. game was on fire. I thought it was the funny. national championship game. Guess not. No. Um, no love there. Not from the Italians, yeah. not from the Americans. <laughs> I know. Where are you <laughs> at? The Italians are probably like, what is going on? <laughs> what, what is he counting? What are these gifts? <laughs> um, Devontae Smith showed why he's the Heisman, and Mac Jones showed why he was – almost the Heisman because he's the guy giving the ball to the Heisman. It is pretty incredible what Mac Jones is capable of doing looking with that body. Oh, my like, God. Hold up. Can you what imagine Can you imagine winning a national championship and, like, the one comparison you have to Tom Brady is that you're overweight for a quarterback? Like, you're it's just, like, like dad body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah that was it's awesome. Um, Najee Harris is unbelievable passing and catching-wise. Jalen Waddle played, and it was, like – Painful to watch. It was like, bro, get on the sideline. The, the NFL players. <laughs> he that, just wanted a couple catches. Just yeah, to all be the a NFL players the on Twitter were like, "What the fuck is? Yeah. Why would you make this decision?" Like, Patrick Mahomes was like, "I literally want him." I mean, listen, there's always this theory in the back of my head with guys like that that are like the pure talent. You know, they're good, whatever. 
Like maybe he just wanted to go out there, show that he's a nut and is like loves football so much, and he wants to get drafted late yeah. in the first or like he's he, so maybe he, he was go. trying to mess up his draft stock to get to a good team. I don't know. That's there, that's always in the back of my head when stuff like that happens because it makes no sense. They did not need him to win the game. They did not need him to be a decoy to win the game, but. They did the same thing with that center at the end of the last snap of the game. The guy had, like, surgery yeah. not too long I mean, ago yeah. on his blown-out knee. Ohio State <laughs> really did have a lot of injuries, too. Like, they didn't even have a ki- – they had a, had a, a random backup, kicker. Backup kicker. Third string kicker. Uh, Trey Sermon, who's been running all over the place. Died after, like, the dislocated second play. Or broke his collarbone and dislocated his shoulder in the first play of the game. So, that sucked for them. Justin Fields, I mean, he did what he could, but, I mean, it was Do you think they gave him too many drugs, maybe? Yeah, Maybe he couldn't feel. Anything. I think so. He was he, he was, was struggling. Numb. He was just numb out there. That uh, that Ohio State defense was just no match for no. that. And I we kept talking about it the whole game. Like no one tackles on that team except oh for God. the two white except dudes. for Pete Warner and Tough Borland. Yeah, how about Tough Borland becoming a meme, getting uh with the was he twisted not? No, it was just the video of him running really slow and he gets burned by Devontae uh, Smith. Well, that's what that's the other thing we were saying. Like they make the tackle, but it's also like after the first yeah, down. Like, or like right oh, by the first yeah. down on second down. It's like, oh well, okay. Guess they're gonna get a and first then, down. And like time. and Najee Harris gets hit and then gets tackled two yards later. He's incredible. I'm yeah. saying it now. I texted you that night. I think he is gonna be better than Saquon and Z. That that t- he Them is, against that 2019 LSU team would, be would have been so fun. Team. Well, that we talked about the 2017 recruiting class of they all just those scored guys. another one, Woo! two quick goals, six. Oh, no. no, they just scored two quick ones. Oh, they just, what, yeah, my head turned and they, <laughs> they just scored two quick six, ones. Three, go home, Penguins. Let's go. Kevin no need Hayes. to finish these seven and a half minutes. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the 2017 recruiting class that Alabama put together. Insane. I mean, half the guys are in the league. Half Credit the to guys... Mac Jones for like going there with two and being like, "It's okay, my time will come." And uh, who's the young bull that is going to be the, like? Who's the next guy up at Alabama? The quarterback that they put in at the end of the game, Bryce See? Young. Yeah, like everyone talked about that guy, like he was supposed to be a starter this year, and then Mac yeah, Jones yeah, yeah. Like, People didn't realize no how good bull. Mac Jones no was. That, yeah, that freshman kid. But still, like knowing that, just knowing that. He's surrounded by other quarterbacks that were expected to be the starters, and he just well, Mac. I saw this thing on Mac Jones, and like his dad was talking, and his dad was like, he was never a backup; he was just a starter, just waiting his turn. And that's like what they do at Alabama. It's like, no, you're just a starter. You are a starter. It's just like even like Najee Harris be a starter. He was. Oh, he waited. He took his time. He took his time. Like waited, and it panned out because that dude put on a show. Him and him and Smith put on a show. Um, Yeah. So. Nick but Saban's yeah. the goat, and he knows what he's doing. He, yeah, he's officially the Sean goat. Sean Wade is so overrated. Yeah, don't don't do that, Eagles. Don't fuck around and and you can interview him and have a conversation and be like, "What do you think we should do, Carson Wentz?" But do not hire Sean Wade to be our quarterback, our coach. No, not needed. Let him stay in Ohio State. No, that's Ryan Day. Sean Wade's their corner. Oh, the cor- Yeah, Ryan Day and Sean Wade both overrated, but th- he's the cornerback that was calling out Devontae yeah, Smith yeah, saying, yeah, "You know yeah, who yeah, I want to." Yeah. Yeah, shut ball, ball. Great hair, though. Great hair. His dad didn't want him to play this year because he's knew, he knew his stock would plummet, and that's exactly what happened. His dad didn't want him to play at Did, all, like, this whole season. No, yeah, he was, gonna, like, he was yeah. telling him to sit out. Was, was well, he the guy that got the uh, targeting foul in that Clemson the game? What, the what foul? The targeting. Sean Wade on – Oh, he's the corner 24. Probably not. Yeah, I don't expect it was definitely, it was first, definitely in there. First round definitely talent. In. Yeah, like, I'm. Sh- that's what I was about to say when you said he should have sat out. Um, Ohio State has fucking two cornerbacks drafting the first two rounds every single year, so I'm yeah. sure his stock is fine. Um, all right, moving on from the college football corner, 
another good I'll take any football Alabama season. guy this year. Draft the them all. Books. Draft any Alabama guy mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Please. Uh, but, yeah, college football con- concluded, and they got it done. It was weird. And it I'm was, so happy that Ohio got, State did not win with an, uh, what would have been an 8-0, 9-0 no, no record. 7-0, 7-0, 7-0 no record. Stupid. Not impressive. Yeah. Alabama, you deserved it. Well done. Luke, you got anything on the college uh, football championship that we watched? I'm just happy that Ohio State did not win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, all I cared about. That doesn't surprise me there. Uh, all right, let's get into this Tiger documentary. That was the other thing that was on for our eyes to, eyes to see this weekend. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I learned a lot. The fir- I would say the first half of part one, I learned a lot. And the second half, I was – pretty well informed on Tiger, how good Tiger Woods is. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't realize that, like, he was – like, that first scene, he's literally, what, two years old? Yeah, he was, he was like, on a two-year-old show. show pony. I didn't even realize – like, I know he was young. I didn't realize it was that young. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, I, I never knew that either. But the fact that he, he, like, couldn't even talk – he could barely talk, but he knew how to he could barely use do a any, driver yeah, like, was hmm. incredible. The one um, little interview, he's like, I have to poop. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, Tiger, my, my entire career is on this moment. Please tell me you like golf. He's like, actually, I just have to poop poop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Earl Woods. Earl did the talking. Earl, Earl was like, yep, beast. he loves it. He loves golf. Yeah. This kid loves golf so he, much. He loved you. Like, he was known for talking about Tiger before he was even Tiger Woods as, like, this chosen one. And he used stuff like he was hand-selected by God. He said he was going to be, Ga- like, Gandhi. He was going to have an effect on the world, like Gandhi. Like, he was talking about a, a uh, adolescent at that point. But he was not wrong. The guy – listen, Earl Woods is basically LeVar Ball without social media. Yeah. Like, if if – Earl Woods had a Twitter or an even the Instagram. mom was all for it too. Oh yeah, she was yeah, fully she committed. Was all about they it. said she was like the assassin. Like Earl yeah. was the one that gave him the tools, but she was the one that yeah, set him out there. She hated Phil. She used to call yeah. Phil hefty yeah. instead of left. <laughs> Fat shaming Phil was one of the funniest things I yeah. got out of the, that documentary. It's really they were just like jealous that Phil had the extra twenty pounds. That's um, great. I also wanted to talk about Earl's hats. Those hats need to come Good back. Those giant. Hats. I, I don't know what they're – they're like giant trucker hats, but, like, they fit so perfectly on his balding head mm-hmm. that I myself – I wonder if how Earl – good Earl was on the course. He had a round face shape to make it look yeah, look it, good on I did I did notice his hat game as well, and I was like, he has a round face that makes this I wanted to give him credit for, for that. And the other uh, swag I noticed was, you know the, the meme? It's like – and it's the girl with the ponytail. She turns around. She has the glasses on. She does the shoulder roll thingy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. yeah. He, Tiger Woods rocks those glasses, like those terrible Yo. too small for your face glasses, better than anybody oh, ever. Ever. Um, he looks yeah. so good with them. I he don't does. know why. Yo, he to- Tiger talked like a fucking idiot when he was a kid. <laughs> like, just like his. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> He's also, I always thought Tiger Woods' teeth were fake, but no, they're like, they've always just been. He's just got a really big smile. Like, those chompers big, yeah. are just. Are just there and impressive. I always thought he was a guy that like made his bread and was like, oh, maybe I should, you know, get my teeth extra white and get them enlarged or whatever. Um, but no, uh, I wanted to talk about also Tiger Woods rocks a turtleneck better than anybody. I was thinking about like the '90s was obviously a big turtleneck time. He like, won the '94 amateur in shorts. In, in shorts, you don't do that nowadays. No, <laughs> cool. um, but like. He's up there with Dwayne the Rock Johnson for turtleneck wears. Like mm-hmm. Santa Claus is a great turtleneck wear, but like Tiger Woods rocked that little like quarter turtleneck better than anybody. And I don't know why anybody would ever golf in that. I'd be so fucking sweaty, so sweaty. Some of the clothes he was wearing in like Australia, I'm like, dude, 
How are you not sweating your dick off? I don't know. In the humid weather in England, it looked terrible. That playing in England does not seem fun at all. Thick air, sounds good. Moist, moist all the time. I don't think English even want to live there, but that's what they were stuck with. That's what they were told to do. After running the fucking planet for however many years. How about the the gallery that Tiger attracted? Like, like looking at that now, like, it's just like COVID times. It's like, holy shit. But, like, back then. The one clip where, like, all the guys are jumping over the little creek. And on the other side of the creek, there's the body. Like, the security guards just bodying them back into the creek. That was awesome. Yeah, like, you don't. I guess people became more controlled as like the he made golf sexy. Yeah, the hysteria of Tiger Woods being like, yeah, making golf sexy. People chilled out, but it was impressive seeing the hordes of people just chasing after him and screaming for yeah. him. Yeah, but Earl Earl prepared him for that. Earl prepared him with his jingling his change in his pocket and fucking up his putting when he was just practicing. Like Earl was there and knew exactly what he needed to do to get Tiger to be where he's at. Obviously, they talked about the negatives of Earl's and his his habits as a womanizer. But like we said, the mom was like fully committed to this too, and I am not to say. I love when the kindergarten teacher was like, "Oh, every teacher hated when Earl came in for it for a conference. He was a definite sob. Yeah, he's probably just hitting on all these teachers. But I do. You said it, Pat. You were like, if you had the opportunity to do what he did. A lot of guys would. And that's no excuse to, to say that, like, he should have taught that as a – Every father has the choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he made the choice to send his son on the wrong path. And the second part – they ended with, like, you – they introduced you to the the woman who broke up the relationship between mm-hmm. – the perfect relationship between e- Enid or whatever her name is and Tiger – and so that's what the second part's going to get into. We're, I don't want to – everybody knows – if you watched it, you saw that Earl was getting a bad rap um, because of – the not because of the way he raised his son, but because of what he was doing at the golf courses in his weird RV that he had just, like, sitting next to the putting did – you, did you see that scene? It was literally, like, a putting green, and they're like, yeah, Tiger would be just, like, practicing putting, and Earl would be drinking in his RV with a blonde woman or something. No like, way. Because oh he would, like, teach yeah. – like, The apple don't – Far, far exactly so like all yeah. these things connect and I, I i think they're trying to this documentary is almost like putting the blame on earl but like you just said everybody has a choice and like obviously everybody that talked to tiger he was not happy with the choices that his dad was making but then he went on and followed the same path that we'll see in the part two um but so i don't want to linger There's on pros and that. cons to everything. pros and cons to, to the story of everybody. do you want to be a professional athlete you're gonna. Your dad might. Your be dad a, might be an alcoholic, an alcoholic womanizer. womanizer, but listen, he knows the tools to the trade that you'll need. Um, I thought the the Nike part of it was funny. They like really were totally in on embracing the fact that Tiger Woods was like multiple nationalities. They were like, "Fuck it, we do not care." <laughs> the 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 first commercial they did with Tiger Woods made walking on a golf course made it made him seem like like a literal tiger in the Sahara, like just like going on his prey. But it was just videos of him playing golf and they had like jungle music in the background to make it seem like culture. It was, it was the weirdest thing, but it was just a full on tribal music, like warrior ad. But all you saw was Tiger Woods playing a uh, golf, which was fun. Um, it made, <clears throat> it made me want to play golf. And even though it was from like a nineties commercial, like if I was a kid now, and I was like, Oh, that does seem pretty badass to be a golfer. Like, <laughs> I guess I would pick up some clubs, my plastic clubs and swing them. Um, but, and then, Speaking of the whole culture thing, of course, Tiger Woods' first championship, of course, the racists had to show up. The racists mm-hmm. got to show up for all the 
historic events in history. So they were there being dickheads to Tiger. But guess what? The red came out, and he he shut it down. He shut it down. He put that red on. He was like, listen, boys, I don't care what they're saying. My dad's been jingling change in my ear my whole life. This, <laughs> this doesn't – you call me whatever you want. I'm not bothered by it. Um, What else do I got? Oh. About, about the baggy clothing. I know that's not what you were going to say. Oh, the 90s about, swag. That's just yeah, bro, 90s, it, 90s was, swag. it was alive and well in that documentary. Not just Absolutely. Tiger, but like all the other all the, all the other golfers. In it I took like, notice oh that too. Like the second part, you'll definitely see the the drip of like Nike come into play where Tiger – like you didn't see Tiger in that many outfits, but once he got that Nike contract, they put him in like the freshest polos and like he was wearing mm-hmm. a different, different swag every single day. Um, but no, not to – I want to go back to Earl Woods because they just threw in at the end, like, yeah, Earl's a scumbag womanizer, but Earl was a fucking badass. He was a green beret. He like, straight up <laughs> saved America. Like, I don't know. There, there's more pros to cons with Earl Woods, I think. And that, that's why I felt like this documentary was like putting a lot of blame Yeah, on I wouldn't him. even say it was pros and cons. I just feel like if you, if you know what you were getting with him, yeah, kind of – yeah, he is who he is. The teacher said it perfectly. Like, yeah, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah, but, like, he's one of them people. He's, he's the yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, if you're another dad, you probably don't like him. He's definitely not that dad I no, would get he, along yeah. with. No, absolutely not. It's because you're jealous. Though. You're, yeah, exactly. You're envious of his son. That is awesome because he just trained him to be the goat. Um, but, yeah, he's a Green Beret, and he's a savage. So, like, the the assassin that is in Tiger Woods makes so much sense. His mom straight up said, like, I'm an assassin. And the dad straight up said, like, his mom was like, I will beat the what shit out of What is his you. mom? Like, nationality? Yeah. Uh, I, that will. Yeah, she was like, I will literally beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, she said, I'll beat the shit out of you. Uh, I don't know, but th- I forget the the term he used to describe his nationality, but it was like this term he made up because he's so many different things. He's like mm-hmm. different types of Asian. He's like Native American. He's black. Yeah, it sounds like a things. story, not art. It's out of art. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, last thing I want to talk about Tiger Woods. The most Flyers win. Thing. Flyers won. One no baby. One no baby. Love that. Legion of Orange or whatever. We'll, we'll be getting themselves. deep into the hockey talk next episode. But the last thing I want to talk about Tiger Woods is uh, I forget what tournament it was, but he was going up against Phil it was during the, the fat shaming segment of the, mm-hmm. of the documentary. And Phil goes up there with his driver known for being a slugger with the Lefty. driver lefty. Yep. Drives it. Hits it nice and far. Tiger goes up there with a three wood. That was cool. And literally just rips it past yeah. Phil. And Phil's <laughs> like, do you normally hit it that far? Yeah, He's I like the bigger dick than I you. hit it farther actually, which is, yeah, huge, huge dick energy. Yeah, huge dick energy. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we'll talk about the second part. I I thoroughly enjoyed this though. The first forty five minutes, I did not know anything about Earl Woods really, other than the fact that there was like some drama surrounding the name and that people thought he pushed Tiger a little too far. And the second half was crushing just Tiger Woods crushing golf t- golfers and showing up to the game as the first black guy to just ever run shit, and it was cool. And then at the end, they showed the the scary looking Jersey Shore esque woman that ruin the relationship. So I'm sure they're going to dive deep into that dark spiraling hole next or this upcoming weekend. Um, but yeah, give it a watch. You better not leave out all the dimes though. Yeah. They better. Yeah. I better get one of those like grids of all the hot people that Tiger Woods from has. like hottest yeah, to like, not going across the screen yeah. the whole time. Like a, not like a time. makeup palette. Yeah. <laughs> makeup palette. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Let's talk about the NFL this weekend. We had a great, Wild card, uh, super wild card weekend. The Nickelodeon coverage was a hit for the most part, I would say. Um, generally, it it was fun. I'm I'm happy to see the Pittsburgh Steelers lose. They were they, they were so deserved that. They were they're just a very unlikable team as the season went on. They were like eleven and zero, cool. The Steelers are great, and then they decided to start a TikTok, and it was all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so let's talk about this upcoming slate. We'll make some picks and then we'll get on with it. Let me just get this slate up real quick. Starting out with the Rams and the Packers in, in Lambeau. It would be sick if all the games have snow this weekend, but I don't think they will. I just know the – I think both Saturday games will. Jared Goff. Oh, so the Green Bay game is expect, expected to have snow? It's – it's. I saw it was 37, so if it's 37, it's not going to be snowing. But the yes, forecast did call Science would deny that. Um, all right, Thank well, you. I hope it snows, and I hope Jared Goff and the Rams struggle. Jared uh, Goff's thumb hurts. It is going to be cold. He will not do good. Packers win. I agree. Yeah. Packers win. I want to talk about a little fun thing for this. This, this was going to be my best thing I saw this week, but then I found Sean McVay else. said that Terminator will play, though, referring to Aaron Donald. Oh, well, I mean, referring I would to expect Terminator. that. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Jared Veld here is an offensive tackle. So, with all this COVID stuff, the practice squad has become very loosey-goosey with their rules, and there's, like, the COVID practice squad, the regular practice squad, whatever. So, this guy who was an offensive tackle, power, bounced around the league, played for Denver for a little bit, Jared Veldier, he – Played for the Colts last week, and obviously the Colts got eliminated. So he is now free to jump on another COVID practice squad, and he jumped on the Green Bay Packers practice squad. So he is going to play back-to-back playoff. He's the first player to ever play in two playoff games for different teams in the same year, which I thought was fucking nuts. Interesting. Yeah, super cool. I hope he gets some tick. Uh, All right, so are we on the Packers? Luke, are you on the Packers? Yeah, there's no way four-finger golf beats Rodgers and Lambeau. (laughs) all right let's go to the bills ravens then people are talking about lamar running running the muck in the snow how do we feel about that i think buffalo wins and i think lamar just doesn't throw in the snow yeah that's what it comes down to if buffalo can get a lead then they're gonna have to rely too heavily on the run game i think buffalo is too sexy like they're gonna win they're dancing Buffalo Stephon Diggs. I don't know, though. The Ravens are still the clear-cut hottest team in the NFL. Yeah, but if you watch that game last week, that offense was not fun to watch. Until Lamar made that, like, lightning that's, in a bottle. But that's what they are. They know, know that that's what they're going to do. They go out there with all their running backs and Lamar Jackson and their awesome blocking wide receivers, and they just run amok. And that's why I do think they have a shot against the Bills, but I like I th- the Bills I think, at home in I the snow. I think the Bills handle The Bills at home in the snow is just too – it seems like fate would be on their side. And – Remember the last time Lamar played in some mucky weather? It was that rainy-ass game in New England, and it was, like, unwatchable. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I'm on the Bills, though. Luke, where are you at? Um, I'm with the Bills. I bet on the Bills last week. They they made me a lot of money. So I'm going to ride that wave until it dies. We have a short sale. All right. Beautiful. Packers, Bills. Then on Sunday, we'll have the Browns and the Chiefs. I know a lot of people are going to be like on the Browns wagon and be like, "Woo, are they going to be the exciting team to do it? No, no, they're not. They're not. The chiefs are so good. And the chiefs are going to so repeat. good. Like the only hope I have is like Kareem hunt knows something that nobody else knows, but let's be honest. Kareem hunt doesn't know anything that nobody else knows. Right. Let's be serious here. The chiefs are awesome. And that's all he knows. That the that's chiefs. all he knows. Yeah. He's like, man, I, I, I don't know guys. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kareem, what do you think we can do this ah, guys? Honestly, What's, Even when I was there, they didn't tell me much. Yeah. <laughs> Go get some CT, run, run over people. All right. Chiefs, Luke, Chiefs. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I do have to say the one thing that scares me about the Chiefs is that they've have their two losses this year have come at home. And okay. I know it's the playoffs, but I don't know. They're doing like that. no rules, some, though, on fans. Oh, that's true. Ew. They have true home field advantage, the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Yeah. 
but I mean, still, I don't know. Uh, just that, more than, that, more that than Andy Reid, that just doesn't sit right with me. All right, all right. So Luke's a little nervous about the Chiefs, but I am hammering the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Uh, this was the fun one of the weekend, though. The the one that'll probably be on History Channel. You've seen the memes already. The Bucks and the Saints. Where are you guys at? Because I know where I'm at. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks as dogs. Yeah, I think the Bucks. I think so too. Drew Brees. The Bucks are gonna. The Tom Brady's not gonna lose three times to the same team in one year. He's not gonna do it, right? He said, "You can have the division this year, but I'm gonna beat you in the playoffs." And and it's only right that like, he's like, "Ah, I will finish your career. I will beat you." (laughs) The meme of them with the old man beards on the History Channel. Tom Brady. There's no way. Hysterical. Right. No, 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 no. Someone made that and yeah. then he reposted it. But but I'm saying, like, I don't even like. There's no, no, no. no way Tom Brady does not run his social. Run media. his, yeah. No. There's no way he He's has not that funny. so many burners that he probably yeah. crushes. But no, he is not running TB12 social media. No shot. Not, not nearly a personality enough. Um, so we're on the Bucks. Damn, we are. Yeah. We are never this unanimous. Brady, Brady's going to send Breeze to the press box. <laughs> Literally, Breeze in the press box might solve Monday Night Football, boys. It might solve Monday Night Football. He's going to Sunday Night Football. Oh, I think once he's done, bring the kids. He's going to coach his boys and shit. That's he's true. one of them They're guys. All... I think he's one of them guys who's like, when he's done, he'll like step away from the game. That is true. That is true. He's, he's like, he's joining NBC. Man. Oh, it's already confirmed. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> the kids will be there. He's I'm gonna, pretty sure he's replacing listen, Collinsworth. If Josh McCown told us anything, you can coach your kids and do whatever the fuck you want yeah. on the side. <laughs> that guy, he, he was still a rostered eagle at the end of the season. <laughs> All right, cool. So that'll be the slate. I'm excited. Uh, so we're predicting Packers, Bills, Chiefs, Bucks. Those are That's the only dog we like. All right, I'm in. Okay. Let's get into our segment. We got the best thing we've seen. I told you that I was going to give you that Colts one, but I don't think Luke has one, so we're going to say that was. No, I, I have one. I have Luke one. has I got one. It. All right, I found Luke, it. Start it up for us. Best thing you saw. Give it to me. So I, I knew I had it, but I just had to find it, and it was in my messages. So um, there was this video. Obviously, so uh, Lamella Ball is like taking over the NBA right now, and like videos of him and his family are like surfacing. So there was this one specific video that LaMelo Ball was like going around the house, like looking for his chain. All right. So then LaMelo goes to Lonzo. Lonzo isn't wearing it. He's got it in his back pocket, but like Lonzo's like playing around saying like showing his neck, but uh, he has it in his back pocket. Um, meanwhile, Angelo is just in the kitchen, just like minding his own business. And um, <laughs> so Angelo's uh, eating cereal in the, in the corner. <laughs> Uh, LaMelo uh, finally gets the chain from Lonzo and he goes, you're a criminal just like your brother. And there's like a camera oh shot just, just going right at LiAngelo. He's just eating his like like cereal or whatever. And it's like, yeah, he really just said that. I don't know why. Like I thought like. No, that's incredible. Cause he that was just funny. The most infamous, like the most thing he's famous for is for stealing that watch from China on the UCLA team. Idiot. And just like getting tattoos when his dad was like, don't mm-hmm. get tattoos. He was like, I'm going to tattoo everything. Every last inch of my body is going to be tattooed. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Um, I've seen that clip. I was an avid ball watcher, like the ball family show that they that, have. That's what it was on. That's what it was on. I was a big fan of that. Uh, but that, that is what it is. But it's funny you brought the LeVar Ball up thing because I do – We saw, I said it earlier. Like, Earl Woods gave me such LeVar Ball vibes. Like, just the fact just that – different this, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If he had Twitter or Instagram, Tiger Woods would have been just like Lonzo and LaMelo. He would have been hitting drivers and people would be like, oh, look at this 
eight-year-old shooting from half court, but he's hitting drivers from the pro balls. Um, all right, good one. Pat, what do you got? Um, so, big TikTok watcher for the most part, and I've come across this pair of fat sisters that I have realized is they have their own TV show on TLC. So, you know, TLC always does, like, my fucking 600-pound life and all that. They, they've, I think they have my, they have my 300-pound life, my yeah. four, five, six, and so on. So, now they have – uh, <laughs> now they have climbed the ranks. They are at my 1,000-pound life. Or the, I think it's called 1,000-pound sisters. So, <laughs> the one is 600 pounds and the other one is 400. They are the Slater sisters, and they are fucking hilarious. One's – obviously fatter than the other one so this the, the less of the fat makes fun of the other one for being fat and it's fucking so funny should i play yeah, it play like, the through clip, the microphone play the one. <laughs> it's i was so, gonna post a video but so it, the funny. audio is all that's needed you can visualize these two blobs oh my god that's literally what they are they're such i don't feel bad making like oh no they're queens yeah they're <laughs> queens <laughs> where is uh, it the what yeah here we go yep there it is let's see it let's hear it because i've been ill and i'm sick of being sick and i'm just sick of being fat i don't want to look at her her body has so much fat on her it's coming out her forehead <laughs> it's coming out her forehead oh god i'm gonna use that one <laughs> yeah that's, that's great so uh, check them out on tiktok or tlc that's the best thing you've seen Oh, they're fucking awesome. We gotta yeah. get we gotta get some new stuff into Pat's twi- uh, TikTok. <laughs> I'm tired of being fat. <laughs> well, like we said, everybody's got a choice. Everybody's got a choice here. All right. Oh my god, that is that is repulsive. <laughs> the way she laughs at her own joke too. Yeah. <laughs> crushed it. I crushed She's that. She's got one. fat coming out of four. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <sighs> Bring it back in. Best thing I saw this week was uh, actually this isn't really this week. This is kind of old news, but Bianca Smith, the woman who's now the minor league head coach for the ball, whatever the Boston minor league team is, the Red Sox. She her first job in the MLB was mm. a tour guide for the Texas Rangers. She was a tour guide and she was working the overnight shift at or like stocking or stocking shift at Dollar Tree or Dollar General or something like that. If that doesn't give you confidence that you can do whatever the fuck you want, and if you have a goal in mind, like her goal was, I'm going to be a, a professional baseball coach. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is how I'm going to get my door. I'm sure she couldn't find any other doors that were open. So she was like, why don't I just get a job with the Rangers? Like any job possible. And she was a tour guide. A tour guide. Not even wow. – like I've heard the stories about the people she that could've worked easily... their way from the box office yeah. to the front office. But a tour guide? Smart. She didn't go She didn't go the Little League route and tried no. to get yeah, – she didn't try – I mean, she's there now. Out. Yeah, yeah. She's in the minor leagues now, but little yeah. – I'm saying she easily could have went to her local youth organization <laughs> and said, and said take on this team? I want a team. Give me a team to coach. She said ass. she was like, I'll finagle my way into yeah, this she said it's tour all, guide I'll, angle. Let me get on this payroll, and then from there, I'm going to work my way to the top. And she's she's uh she's on her journey, and it's incredible. So shout out to you, Bianca Smith. That is what I got for best thing. Uh, I just want to do. We obviously mentioned the Flyers one night. We're gonna have a little hockey preview with Barry Schickling. Uh, he is a guy who covers the ECHL, which is a minor league hockey team. But former he also NHL player. <laughs> yeah, for, former NHL player. Uh, he is a big hockey guy, so he's gonna come in, come on and talk to us, give us a little preview, what we should, what us uh. 
non aficionados sure. should be looking out for. No, we are. We're aficionados. Yeah, we are. You guys are NBA aficionados. I I watched. All right, so put it this way: not to bash the NBA, but if you put the Never NBA about hockey, or man. NHL. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, whoa, I let's let's look at the tape. <laughs> what have you ever talked okay. about hockey? <laughs> All right, Mister Mister Big Ten hockey. <laughs> oh, he's sipping his Miller Lite. Look at the tape. Nice too. All right. Well, regardless, we're all going to talk about hockey next episode. It'll be a fun interview. Um, and if you accept this challenge, Luke. Yeah, Luke, you better. I mean, come I, de- I definitely. I'm ready have, for some okay. Luke Mets questions now. Because honestly, I, I mean, I, I have, I have questions. I can't prepare. Uh, I have, I'm prepared. <laughs> all right, I'm ready then. Everybody, look out! We're going to have a great show next episode. Uh, that concludes this show. But as always, on Tuesdays, we will give you a bonus, a bonus segment, brought to you by Pat and his book. <clears throat> okay. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of context behind this before I begin the passage. Um, Matthew McConaughey had just gotten the role to be the center fielder in angels in the outfield. And he got, he knew that he was getting a check for $48,000. So him and his brother, so he tells his brother, Pat, his older brother, Pat, who is the coolest dude ever. That's who he's, that's how like my brother describes me as well. Um, and he describes his older brother, Pat, as the coolest dude ever. He calls his brother, Pat, and is like, yo, I just got this job. Angels in the outfield. Blah, blah. His brother's like, sick, let's go to the Super Bowl. So they go to the Super Bowl, and this is what happened. 4G to cover the 14-and-a-half spread. Uh, one grand to win 3.2 Gs on the Bills' money line. 250 at 8-1 to one that hurt Thurman Thomas gets more yards than Emmett Smith. 250 at 12 to 1 that Andre Reed is more yards than Michael Irving. 250 at 6 to 1 that Jim Kelly throws more yards than Troy Aikman. $100 at 18 to 1 that Bruce Irvin or Bruce Smith is the MVP. $100 at 4 to 1 that Dallas has more than one, one and a half turnovers. We bet every penny we had except $100 for our beer. <laughs> at halftime, the Bills were up 13 to 6. We were dancing, singing, and buying doubles. Holy shit, we're going to upgrade to first class in the flight home. We're fucking geniuses. And we're getting 14 and a half points. We knew it. But you know what happened after that, right? Dallas scored 24 unanswered points in the second half and not only won the game, but covered the 14 and a half spread, 31 to 13. Emmett Smith outrushed Thurman Thomas. Michael Irvin had more yards than Andre Reid. Jim Kelly did not have more passing (laughs) yards than Troy Aikman. Bruce Smith was not the MVP, and Dallas turned the ball over only once. We lost every single bet we placed, every single one. Well, if that doesn't tell you to fade us this week, <laughs> and that, yeah. I don't know. I don't that know was like does. the what ninety something Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. That was when they're, they're they thought the streak was going to end of losing every right? single one. <laughs> That is rough. That's a, a rough it's, turn it's of like events. $4,000. <laughs> a bets. complete shift by the second <laughs> half. Oh, man. I'm a, I might be changing my pick to the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> I might be having to take – maybe I'll take Bill's first half, Ravens second half. Split the, split the atom, as they say. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We'll see you next episode. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button.
Would you jerk with? Go.